Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time you're listening to this. Welcome back to another Real Film Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hinshaw. And yet again, our good buddy, Seth Marcourt, has fucking bailed. So, again, I bring in my good buddy, my brother from another mother, as everyone likes to say, Hoppy Mike. Hello, everyone. So, Mike, this week we saw a really weird-ass movie. It was a good movie. It was a beautiful movie, but it was weird. And that movie is Annihilation. Here's the synopsis for you. A biologist's husband disappears. She puts her name forward for an expedition into an environmental disaster zone, but does not find what she's expecting. The exhibition team is made up of the biologist, an anthropologist, a psychologist, a surveyor, and a linguist. Directed by Alex Garland, who you know from Ex Machina. Written by Alex Garland and Jeff Vandermeer. Stars Natalie Portman, my future wife, but she doesn't know it. Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson and a slew of other people because that's where IMDb stops. So, Mike, Annihilation. I know you're a big fan of Alex Garland. What did you think of his latest installment? Um, I liked it. Uh, It's one of those movies that really gets you thinking afterwards. It's a very, uh, I guess to sound cliche, cerebral movie. Cerebral? Yeah. Makes Makes your melon think. Yes, or at least I was thinking. Were you thinking afterwards? Because I kind of was like, I, what the? I was thinking, you know, it's not quite like what I like to consider a mind fuck movie. I've used that quite a few times if anybody knows me and has gone to a mind fuck w- movie with me. It, mind fuck is like uh, Donnie Darko or uh, Ex Machina. You know, something that when you leave the theater, you go, you just think about it and you can't sleep right because you're thinking about it and you're reading into it and things. I, I definitely think it was on that level, but I don't think it was on the level that I'm used to expecting out of Alex Garland, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, one thing that did surprise me about Annihilation was I hate having to keep referencing the trailers, but that's... You you have to, because that's what makes you want to go see a movie. And I'll say, watching the trailers in the other movies, in the theater, and on YouTube, whatever, I really thought Annihilation was going to be more like some kind of environmental, like, we're destroying the planet kind of BS, and we're horrible people, and humans suck, and, you know, and, and that's how I read the trailer. And so I wasn't super excited to see this movie. I was excited because it's Alex Garland. And I was excited because it's a crazy sci-fi movie. Cause I love crazy sci-fi movies, but I thought it was going to be some overtones of how people suck, especially Americans and how we're killing the earth and we need to, and it wasn't that at all. I, I loved that, that it was not some environmental bullshit. No, you didn't say Natalie Portman. That was part of the reason I went and saw it. I hadn't seen a Natalie Portman movie in a long time. Well, 
There's only one Natalie Portman. Well, okay. There's only three Natalie Portman movies you really have to have to see. Well, four. And that's, <laughs> you know, episode one, two, and three. Yes, she did a terrible job, but, you know, she's still, you know, my future wife. So we got to support her, even though she ruined. Well, she didn't ruin. George Lucas ruined. the. That's another. I'll just. No, we're going to stop. We're going to stop there because I will just tear them apart because of my Star Wars nerdiness. I'll just stop there. But a couple other Natalie Portman movies you have to see is V for Vendetta. I freaking love that movie. And then, um, oh, great. Now I'm drawing a blank on the name of it. The one where she's a kid. The professional. Yes. The professional, the assassin movie. I freaking love that movie. Yeah. I think it's called lay professional, but it's like a Luke, Luke Besson movie, right? Right. Uh huh. And, um, that was the 12. Yeah, that was the movie where she essentially became a star. Yep. I also like this movie with Natalie Portman. It's kind of a romantic. Okay, it's a romantic movie. Uh, it's called Garden State. I really like that movie. You really, you liked Garden State? See, I I probably well, I've only watched Garden State once, and I saw it because I was being forced to go see it, and so I've only seen it once, and I didn't want to see it at all, so I haven't watched it since, but. Yeah, if you say it's that good, I, I might have to go watch it again. Yeah, I really like that. And then um, I think I think we should start this segment, Matt, is relating whatever movie we're viewing to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like 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 the seven layers of, what is it, Kevin, like, what is it, the Kevin Bacon thing? Oh, yeah, thing? the Kevin, yeah. Um, oh, the three degrees, is it seven degrees or three degrees or five degrees of Kevin Bacon, where everyone yeah. everyone is related to Kevin Bacon? Yes. Uh, well, Bye. with Natalie Portman, it, it, for she was in Thor, um, what one and two, but uh, in the latest uh, Ragnarok, they um, they said they had separated. It's like one line in the movie. Yeah, it's like bullshit. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Everybody knows she's my future wife. So that's true. That's true. Man, I'm gonna have a lot of future wives. <laughs> Matt, shouldn't it be your future ex-wife? That's right. That's right. I forgot. That's that's one of my famous lines. Is I'm still looking for my first ex-wife. Nice. So, anyways, all right, Mike, annihilation. Let's get let's get back on topic. Even though, yeah, I you know what we need to I need to come up with like some theme music, and I'll call up Ted again, and we'll do you know some kind of shit about how you know how does this movie relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I like that. I like that. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. We, that's it. We have to do that from here on out. That's Uh-oh. good. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, I didn't sign us up for something crazy. Oh no, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Like maybe the sound guy, or like, you know, the costume designer, or the stylist, or the set designer, or something will be related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I like this. Okay. That's our new mission. That's our new mission now, Michael. All right. Well. Um, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I guess I, I can see why you would like Ex Machina a little bit better. Well, um, I like Ex Machina a little bit better because of the technology aspect. Even though yeah. we're both into technology, I really, I really like Ex Machina based on the technology and the AI and how that shit's coming down the pike. But yet, this could totally happen too, you know? The basis of this movie is, a. Uh, uh asteroid or meteorite i'm not sure which one it is because it's based on size of it hits um, the, you know it yeah. hits the planet 
and it's basically an alien life form and nobody talks about it and it's a big government secret and all this other stuff and anyways yeah yeah um they kept referring to it as the shimmer which to my mind i kept thinking the shining like <laughs> it's, it's too too close but anyway they refer to uh this phenomena that's happening and it's slowly growing as the shimmer and everything that gets taken in the shimmer uh, they don't know what's happening, so they keep sending uh, groups of people in uh, on these missions. And so far, no one's ever come back, except for Natalie Portman's husband, who had disappeared one year earlier. And he happens to be played by Oscar Isaac, who was also an ex machina. So I think um, Alex and, Garland... And he's Poe Dameron in the latest Star Wars films. Of course. We we got to Na- make sure and relate it to Star Wars, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just messing also, with you. Yeah. Also, is a little, like, trivia about this movie. Um, apparently, the Star Wars The Last Jedi and this movie were being filmed at the same time. And Oscar Isaac just went to the different, different um, things. He had the same movie trailer to get ready. And he just went to the different, I guess they were right next to each other, being filmed at the same time. So he was able to just go back and forth between the movies. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Other than like, the fact that The Last Jedi sucked. But we're not talking about that movie, Matt. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Let's see. Um, there is another interesting thing about this movie is there is a big fight between the producer and the director. Like, I guess his, uh, his name is David Ellison, uh, financier at Paramount. He didn't think he thought the movie was too intellectual and too complicated. And they end up sending the movie to Netflix everywhere around the world except for America and China. So it, it's on Netflix right now, Matt. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Huh. Um, too intellectual. Man, what does our world come to? Apparently we can't we can't think about movies anymore. That bugs me. Well, that's kind of depressing because Movies are supposed to, you know, make you think and challenge you. And, you know, that's the point of movies is just show you another aspect of kind of what if and, yeah, you know, entertain you and make you reflect inside in your own life. And anyways, just my yeah. thoughts on it. Yeah, the um, I don't like how they're trying. Like the other thing that's a little concerning is some of these really cool sci-fi movies that have come over the last few years haven't done that well. So like, I didn't like the new Alien movie. It it didn't do that well in the box office. So that means they probably won't make another one. And then no, this movie. No, no, I I I think Ridley Scott said it's for the new ones are for sure a trilogy. So they're definitely going to have to do at least one more. I mean, you know, uh, God, was it was it Prometheus was the last one, or Prometheus was the one before? No, that's the one before. Oh, the, see, yeah, they, what's the most recent one? Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't to the remember. internet. <laughs> to the internet. They left that movie way too open-ended, and they did that on purpose for sure. So they have to make a third one, because the third one is going to really relate the prequels, which were being filmed now, kind of like Star Wars. Oh, Alien the Covenant. Original, yeah, to the original Alien movies. They have to relate them. They have to because, 
you know, spoiler alert, like all our fucking reviews, it ends, you know, with um, Michael Fassbender on a ship full of people and he's releasing the aliens to get into the people. So, I mean, honestly, they have to do another one. I'm sorry. They have to. Man, I don't know. It didn't do well. It doesn't um, matter. They left it too open-ended. No, no, they don't have I to do I need closure. Enough. No, and then, then um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of another sci-fi movie that didn't do that well. Oh, Blade Runner 2049. I don't think it. Oh, I mean, shit, dude. I love that movie, man. I no, really I know, love that movie. But I don't, think it, I don't think it did as well as they were. Oh, no, of course not. It was wanting. Too, it was too intellectual for people again. So here we go. Here we go, Matt. Um, I just looked it up on I'm according to IMDb. The budget was 150 million. Its gross is 92 million. For and that's for Annihilation. No, this is for Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah. Oh man. So yeah. Um, I st- actually, I, you know, I still I don't give a shit. I loved Blade Runner. That movie was beautiful, well done, well acted, well written. I think people just are getting stupid now, I guess. I don't know. They don't like movies that make you think and challenge you. And Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think you're right, because check this out. So for Annihilation, the budget was $40 million estimated, according to IMDb. And the gross is twenty two nine. Jeez. Well, I know that my movie pass theater that I go to here locally in Prescott, Arizona, known as Picture Show, had Annihilation there since it came out and then they pulled it on Thursday and I was planning on going and seeing it on Thursday with Seth, but Seth bailed on me again and we were going to go see it and they pulled it and I was like, what? And so last night, Friday, um, I popped open my movie pass app because I actually didn't have to work at night. And so I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go see a movie. And there was Annihilation at, picture show but it only had one showing and it was the 9 30 showing at night which for prescott is basically midnight and so i was like oh cool i can go see annihilation now so that's what i did i went and saw it so clearly it is not getting any traction here i don't know about your market because you're in a much 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 larger market being in an actual you know metropolitan area even the 9.30 showing here at Picture Show, where we have a Harkins as well, and the Harkins still has it, but at Picture Show, there was uh, seven or eight people in there uh, with me. So, yeah, that's a little light, but for Prescott at a 9.30 movie, that's pretty good. So, Yeah, the, um, the guy who directed uh, Blade Runner 2049 also directed this movie Arrival, which I loved. Great sci-fi movie. That movie made a fortune. So yeah. that's that's well, good. I, I don't know it was, why. It was also nominated for movie of the year last year. But so was Blade Runner. Well, no. Blade Runner was not nominated for movie of the year. It fucking should have been. But that's my own opinion. No. Uh, so Arrival did really well. Um, according to um, uh, IMDb, uh it cost $47 million to make, and it grossed $200 million. So that's a good return. I'd be happy with just like one, maybe $2 million. All right, well. Maybe that's too much to ask for, Michael. Maybe. Maybe. I'd be okay with like a few thousand, actually. But, you know. 
Yeah, and then I also looked up for uh, Interstellar, which is another one that I, I was wondering how well it did, because uh, I liked it, but uh, it's hard to say how, how yeah. things go. Inter- uh, it- Interstellar is another one of those mindfuck movies, for sure. Yeah, okay, all right. So that one, the budget was $165 million and it grossed $675 million. Really? I didn't realize it did that well. But I think that might be partly because it's a Christopher Nolan film, so he's got quite a following well then it also had a, a really good cast with um matthew mcconaughey. matthew mcconaughey and oh what's her name the Anne red, hathaway no well jessica eh. chastine Jess, yeah the redheaded chick yeah 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 jessica chastine yeah she's who coincidentally she was in arrival right uh no, no. A- Amy no, I'm getting Adams. that mixed up. I'm getting that yeah, mixed that's up. Another, Amy that's another that's another uh redheaded female. Now how does that now how do they relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> um I don't know because that's just, not the movie we're on. I know, I'm just messing with you, Mike. Anyways. Okay, so Annihilation. Let's get back to it. Yes, I I mean I really I still enjoyed it. I enjoy movies that are thinking. I enjoy having some good sci-fi movies. Cause... Now, okay, well, let's get into that thinking topic. Why do you say it was a thinking movie? What made you think more about it outside of being in the movie theater? Well, because the way it ends, I'm not 100% sure what happened exactly. Because it seems like... The alien presence, or or whatever it is, the biologic. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go with alien because that's. Granted, it might not have been like a moving being, but it was an alien, and it manifests itself as a being of a sort. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess that thing when it ends you're kind of led to believe that the the two people that made it out of uh, the quote unquote shimmer aren't really the people that went into the shimmer. I'm not exactly sure what, what did happen. And um, it, it kind of, well, well clearly, clearly they show Oscar Isaac's character holds. And that's another thing I learned from this is you always carry a phosphorus grenade with you a white phosphorus grenade with you to light up any alien presence and destroy it. But, um, as you do. Yeah. Clearly Oscar Isaac as a human being is dead. He's the one that lights it up because you see the, uh, the alien form of Oscar Isaac sitting there watching him and running the camera and all that shit. And he talks about, you know, fine Lena and all that stuff, which is Natalie Portman's character. And so clearly, clearly the Oscar Isaacs that made it out of the shimmer is an alien being or this new biological person or this new race or whatever. It's not Oscar. It's not the it's not Lena's husband. It's not Oscar Isaacs. He killed himself. Yeah. But at the same time, the one that makes me question it, though. Yeah. He was rambling about how he was how he was like, what does it mean to be a human? I don't think I even understand anymore. They used to refer to me as Cain. Yeah, but that's, and then, totally, that's totally the alien. That's the alien. That is not him. He's gone. 
He's, but this is him saying the stuff before he does the phosphorus thing. Oh, well, yeah, but that's exactly, that's him lighting himself up. Yeah, so, but it makes you to believe that the Lena character, which is Natalie Portman's character, escapes the thing or whatever. It doesn't really explain how, but the movie is kind of done in a flashback kind of sense where they're interviewing her and they're like, hey, did you realize you've been gone for four months? She's like, oh, I thought it was a couple of weeks. Like, so I, I, I don't know. Well, the one that the one that I didn't get was at the very end where like his eyes lit up and did some weird shit and then her eyes lit up and did some weird shit. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oscar Isaacs, that's the alien that's out there. And this is when they're hugging. And he asks if you're Lena and all that at the end. And then Natalie Portman, you know, her eyes light up like Oscar Isaacs. So that makes you think, okay, did she really kill herself? And this is the alien form of Lena, Natalie Portman, out in the world. And that's what got out. And it just adapted and absorbed all of her memories that the Lena character spent in the shimmer from the time she walked in there. So that when she got out of the shimmer, she could go back and discuss all these things and report back. And yeah, this I is don't know the way that she can, this new biological alien person race, whatever is now going to get out and start, I guess you would say taking over or changing everyone else. That's at least that's what I started getting out of it. Okay, folks, see, this is why it's a mind-thinking movie. Yeah, because we don't know. Like, it's hard to... You could argue many ways. And then um, there was some interesting, like, visuals in this movie. So, like, it was kind of visually cool. Gorgeous visuals, in my opinion. Just gorgeous. Beautiful. The sets were incredible. They were just beautiful. Lots of color. I don't know how much of it was real, how much of it was digital. But, like just the scenes of them walking through like the swamps and the multiple different colors and the different foliage all blending together. I just thought that was just so well done. It was just beautiful. Yeah. I like the bear scene or the thing that was kind of like a bear. Yeah, dude, that was, that was creepy. That was super creepy. Absolutely. But, uh, (laughs) I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really cool. Um, that kind of starts explaining like what the shimmer is and what's going on. At least that's what I think is with the bear. Because it kind of, yeah, it kind of gets you, I mean, it kind of gets you thinking, okay, so there is something, because one of the characters kind of proposes something, but she doesn't really know if it's true or not. And it's like, it's the physicist girl. Um, What's her name? What's her character's name? Of course, I don't see her in the... You're going to have to expand the IMDb, probably. Is it is it Tessa Thompson, who was... Uh, she has a weird, really weird headshot. But um, Josie Raddick? Is she, was he... she the physicist? Hold on. I'm clicking yes, on it now. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Josie uh-huh. Raddick. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, she has a weird shot on IMDb. Her character is kind of like, oh, it's... The, the shimmer is kind of reflecting things, but reflecting things in a weird way and it's affecting everyone down to their dna then the 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 bear scene happens and you start to really kind of oh well yeah because uh you know not to not to let's just go ahead and do our spoiler thing again but not to ruin it i hope you've seen it by now the bear somehow absorbs some of the dna of one of the other characters 
as it's killing that character and has like the screams of like this character. And so when this bear is like, or bear creature thing is like trying working on killing all these people. It's like screaming this lady's like screams as she was being killed. And it's like the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. It sounds just like their, their, uh, one friend. of the scientists, yeah, that was yeah, who who got uh, who was part of the expedition with them, who got killed. It sounds just like her, so of course they go to go the like help her because they're like, oh, she's not dead. And then, well, that doesn't turn out well. But the it, it was uh, a really creepy kind of realization of kind of what's going on in this shimmer. Dude, it was it was wild, man. That shit was wild. <laughs> And that bear was freaky as shit looking, too. Yeah, it was. Good job, special effects guys. In my opinion, I think this is a movie that you definitely should go see in the movie theater. Definitely go see it in the movie theater. Because the cinematography isn't like on the level of like Blade Runner or one of those. But it's definitely better than average. It is very beautiful. The sets are very beautiful. The The characters are fascinating. I think it is well worth seeing it on the big screen. Oh, and the soundtrack. I, th- I thought I thought the soundtrack was pretty solid. Like, especially at the end where you finally meet the alien character or whatever the hell it is. And it's that one psychologist lady and she turns into like a whatever. Like yeah. that whole thing, like having the booming sound and the giant subwoofers and the audio at that, the sound at that point was more compelling then almost the visuals, the visuals were pretty good, but the sound really just kind of puts you into it. Yeah, what I would, would say is you need to go see it at the theaters to help us continue to get sci-fi movies to come and be made. Because I'm worried about these kind of thinking movies just going away and we're only going to have... Well, but that's where uh, it, it sucks that... that going away out of the theaters for sure, but I don't think they're going to go away a hundred percent. If anything, they're going to transition to like, you know, HBO or stars or Netflix or one of those is, you know, like, um, for instance, right now, not to get off topic again, but screw it. It's, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Anyways. Yeah. Um, there is an incredible, incredible show out right now on stars that believe it or not, my younger sister turned me on to, which is a weird one. And it's a pretty good hardcore sci-fi show. It's very reminiscent of Rick and Morty. It's on stars. It's called um, Counterparts. And it's about alternate uh, universes. I was going to say split realities, but it's not split realities. It's alternate universes. And it is hardcore sci-fi. And it is amazing. So I think that's probably where a lot of this stuff would end up going if we don't see it in the theaters. But I think being able to see something like counterpart in the theater will be awesome. Yeah. Well, I like, um, on Netflix, they have altered carbon, which I don't know if you've seen that, Matt, but, um, I really enjoyed that. I've only watched the first episode of it because I'm afraid to watch anymore because I know I'm just going to sit there and watch it until I'm all the way through it. And I try not to be one of those people that waste an entire weekend binging because I don't get a whole lot of weekends. So when I have them, I need to do things like laundry and vacuum and like continue unpacking my house, even though I've been living here for well over a year now, stuff like that. So I try, so I'm really afraid to do that. (laughs) 
So that's why I've only watched one episode of Altered Carbon, but I, I, I really would like, because I heard it's very, very gorgeous and big and sci-fi like Blade Runner. And you know how much I love Blade Runner. It is, man. It's it's extremely, visuals are just so good. I was like, man, how much did they pay for this show? I think they paid a fortune for it, Netflix. Right, right. And it's on Netflix. I don't know how well it's doing, but it's wonderful to have it on Netflix because then at least we have access to it, you know? Yeah. We could go on and on and on about all these topics. So, Michael, how many reels do you give Annihilation? So, I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record, but I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 3 reels. 3 reels. They're starting to sound like a freaking parrot or parakeet or something. 3 reels, 3 reels. Come on. Yep. Yeah, I, I... Jeez. I almost I almost gave it a 3.5, but not quite. Not quite. See, and I thought you liked this movie better than I did, because I give it a solid four out of five reels. Whoa, four, man! Four. It was, dude. It's again. I'm, uh, I'm pretty hardcore when it comes to the sci-fi stuff, but I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm very ticky. I guess. I well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You know, because I, I, I think of it as like a, a five out of five or a four and a half is like, like a movie that you need to stop what you're doing and go see it. A four is like, you need to see this movie in the theaters and you need to, you know, sure you can watch it at home, but you need to go see it now kind of thing. And I think this is one of those. I think this is one of those. So, but Hey, that's why, you know, the rating system is an interpretation. It's whatever you want it to be, you know? So three, three reels for Mike, four for me out of five. Yep. On that note, do you have anything else you would like to add about Annihilation? I think it was kind of cool that all the main characters in this this movie were females. Oh shit! I totally forgot I was going to go off on that too. I was thinking um, of that last night um, when I was watching. It. It's not like it was forced or anything. Like I totally like. Basically, what they said is they'd sent a bunch of guys in there, uh, soldiers. Um, uh, Natalie uh, Portman's husband is a a soldier of some kind of elite unit. I don't know. They kind of alluded to special forces, but didn't quite yeah, tell you. Yeah, kind of like, uh, well, they said he's clearly in the army, but uh, probably like an army ranger or maybe Delta Force or something like that. Definitely yeah. something better than average. Yeah, and uh, but like uh, they were like, yeah, we're going to try a different group uh, that's not all military guys. We're going to try and send in a bunch of scientists and stuff. And to me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Try something different. You know, the other things aren't working. So now I do you think this is a change in Hollywood because um one of our more recent reviews was Black Panther and a large majority of that cast other than the main protagonist was female. Do you think this is just a coincidence that it came out right around the same time as Black Panther or do you think this is a for sure shift in Hollywood Thanks to the women's rights uh, push and the hashtag uh, Me Too movement and all that stuff? Or do you think this is just a coincidence? Because, you know, it takes a couple of years, especially to do something like Annihilation and Black Panther to produce and do the digital effects and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't think this is quite a result of the ha- the, the hashtag Me Too or the, the women's movement for um, more um, uh, like income uh equality uh but you know i maybe it's the beginnings of it like maybe there was some inkling of that before 
but you're right, it does. The post-production on these movies and stuff takes quite a while with the amount of special effects that they need to add. So, you know, they probably filmed these movies two years ago or more. Oh, yeah, at least two, maybe three years ago for sure. Yeah, because it but, takes so, a while. But. So it's probably just a coincidence then. Yeah. But it's just, it's interesting how that how it played out like that, especially with the Academy Awards that just happened. And, you know, the Academy Awards, I don't know how much of it you watched, but that was very, you know, women's rights, feminism, politically charged show. Not quite as bad as in the past, but it still was clearly prevalent. Yeah. Um, I didn't didn't really watch too much of the awards because I, I, I was... Um... I'm here over on the East Coast, and uh, things are on late, and I work early, so things on Sunday nights, I usually just watch some of it and then go to bed. But you got a DVR. You could have recorded it. Yeah, yeah, it's true, but I mean, I wasn't I wasn't uh, 100% into it. And then the, the best picture. Ugh. I know, right? I mean, Shape it's... of Water was a cool movie. It was very weird, very sci-fi, but it was not the movie of the year. It was not the movie of the year in my book. No, mine either. It, it's 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 a well done movie. It's visually very pretty. Oh, dude, very stylistic, but, very cool. But not movie of the year at all, man. So I don't know what the heck happened over there. No, because I mean, when I think movie of the year, I think of a movie that appeals to all audiences, and that is definitely a niche movie. It is definitely a creature film, a sci fi film. It just. And the box office reflected that. Like, and Jimmy Kimmel had some wonderful jokes in throughout the Academy Awards that he kept going back to ripping on, you know, these movies. All the Picture of the Year nominees, he kept, you know, like one of his first jokes, he was saying uh, about how um, all of the, the money combined that they all generated still doesn't even come close to Black Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then he goes back and does a callback to that later on in the show where he's like, well, it's now been 45 minutes. So Black Panther has now made another $500 million. It <laughs> still is nowhere near what all these other movies. It was just funny. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that could be a whole show topic in itself. But, you know, how Star Wars, three of the top 10 grossing films of all time are Star Wars movies. The rest are, you know marvel movies of some level or other big action films and yeah. next to none of them have been nominated especially for picture of the year or any academy awards really but yet they're clearly what people want to see are yeah. they bad yeah. movies no are they the best movies in the world no but i think if you're generating that kind of income you should at least get a nod from hollywood i don't know yeah, like, um, uh, I think Jurassic Park, the one that just recently came out with, um, uh, with Jurassic Chris. World? Yeah, Jurassic World. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's one of the top grossing movies that made Universal a fortune. Yeah, it's like, it's like number five or six in the top ten, I believe. Yeah, and then there's the movie, um, Avatar, the Dances with Wolves with Blue People. Yeah, but that was nominated for all kinds of shit, wasn't it? That was nominated, so it's like, but it was mostly nominated, I th think, was it nominated for Best Picture? I know it was nominated for all the technical special yeah, well, stuff, the but special the special effects, effects were great, yeah, for that time period, they were great. I don't know if it got nominated for much more than that, it might have got nominated for Best Director, but 
Like and, that, and, and, and it wasn't dancing with blue people. It was dancing with Smurfs. All right. Dancing with Smurfs. Okay. Dancing you didn't with Smurfs. See, you didn't see that South Park? No. Oh God, dude! You need to you need to watch that South Park. <laughs> all right. Well, the uh, yeah. A- anyway, the 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 top movies of all time. You're right. Mo- most of them have not been nominated for much, if if anything, from the Academy. So I don't know. Usually I feel like they try and pick the artsy, weird movies. But, but why? I, why? I know I know you're trying to say it's cool and all this stuff, which is fine. You know, being a, you know, having a degree in photography and trained and all this art stuff, that's great. I don't know, man. Just because it's artsy and it's weird doesn't mean it's a good fucking movie. No, but I almost think the Academy doesn't understand it. So they're like, let's vote for that one because I think that's what other people will vote for. Either that or they're all really, really, really high. Yeah. Maybe there's that. Dude, it is legal in California. So <laughs> just this year, just starting January. Oh, yeah. And you, you think you think they haven't been smoking it for years. Come on. Northern lights, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Well <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. I guess we probably should end it. We're we're running up on our time. Well, all right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of The Real Film Nerds. Hopefully, Seth will be joining us again shortly. I don't know. We'll see. If not, uh, Mike will probably end up becoming permanent addition to Real Film Nerds. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie.